there is a characteristic of Mark's gospel and it's such that when Mark is given a story, halfway of the story he breaks and he inserts another story. And then after telling you another story, he comes to conclude the first one. And so the writer of the Gospel of Mark would like the readers to look at these stories as one unit. The one he inserts certainly becomes a clue to understand what he is saying from the beginning to the end. So that story becomes, you know, a kind of an envelope structure. So today, you know, Jesus is talking about going to Jerusalem and then he comes back to uh, uh, Bethany and uh, he curses the fig tree and he comes back to conclude the story in the temple. But what happened to the fig tree? Jesus was hungry and he saw a fig tree with leaves. So he went to see if he could get some fruit from it. But all he could see was only the flowers and the leaves. There was no fruit. So Jesus curses the fig tree. But Luke tells us that it wasn't the time for the fig tree to bear fruit. So it wasn't the fault of the fig tree. So why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Because he's using that as a way to explain what he's going to encounter in the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus then from there goes to Jerusalem and he sees the temple turn into the den of thieves and robbers. Instead of seeing that as a house of prayer. So he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. But you have made it a den of thieves. When you go to the temple, they have the outer court. That is where they call the Gentile court. And this was the place where those animals were being sold. So in other words, Jesus is saying this is part of the temple. The temple is the house of prayer for all people, including the Gentiles. And that is the only place they can go. They can't go beyond that. Because the court of women and the court of men and the court of the sanctuary and the holy of holies, no Gentile is allowed to any of those quarters. The only place they could go are the place where those animals were being sold. And it has become a place of commerce rather than a place of worship. So in effect, the temple is beautiful. Rituals are going on there. They are like the fig tree with leaves without fruit. Because the essence of the temple is neglected. A house of prayer. A house where all are welcome is missing. A house, it has become a house of segregation. So I think if Jesus is to come to our communities, our religious communities, if Jesus is to come to our parishes, will you be happy with us? Are the parishes and the religious communities serving the purpose of unity of love? In other words, are those communities bearing fruit for the Lord? 
or they are communities where there are distinctions and discrimination and boundaries set, are we bearing the fruit for which we are a church? Are we bearing the fruit for which we are a community of believers? If not, then we are like the fig tree that Jesus curses. We are like the temple where Jesus goes and drives those who are there away. People might look from afar and see us as a community of believers. So beautiful. The church edifice, so beautiful. Our ceremonial celebrations are beautiful. But are we bearing fruit that is necessary for Christ? Fruit that satisfies the hunger of the hungry? Fruit which invite people to come to our community and to, act and to be fed by our, our love and our compassion. When we come to the church, he says that it's a praise of prayer. And he says, therefore, I tell you that if you ask in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it shall be yours. And when you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance so that your heavenly father in turn may forgive you your transgressions. So the community of faith is supposed to gather in the church to pray and to live in unity and forgiveness, reconciliation, and in love. If these things are missing, then surely we cannot talk about bearing fruit for the Lord. In the first reading, we hear Sirach recommending the ancestors of Israel, people who live in righteousness and in faith, people whose lives were exemplary, whose lives are uh, necessary for uh, imitation, and he is recommending them. But if posterity look at us, would they recommend us? Would they be happy with us? Can people emulate our lives, the life of love, the life of unity, the life of reconciliation and tolerance and understanding. It is never too late. We just celebrated the solemnity of Pentecost. And it is the day we commemorate the gifts that God gives us, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the Spirit of love, the Spirit of unity, with all the gifts that accompanies the Holy Spirit. So let us open our hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit so that you and I, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, will bear the fruit that Christ seeks in us and in our community as a whole. Amen. Amen.